You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America Presents Search for the Next Doll, or otherwise known as Pussycat Dolls Present. Your Welcome America Presents Search for the Next Pussycat Doll. Is that right? Who cares? All that matters is that's <laughs> the last time you're ever going to do it because we're on Woo-hoo! episode eight. It's the final. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. You know us from our other podcasts. This is a spinoff and we're doing it. We're in episode eight. We're going to work out who <laughs> the doll is. This is a spinoff and we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It really is. Um, I have a little, just a little challenge for you. Uh, okay. So can you name... All three of the finalists in this episode without looking at your computer and looking at your notes. Name all three of them. Yes. Chelsea, Asia, and Melissa. Now, which Melissa is it? (laughs) That's what I need to know. Oh, that's so... You got a 50-50 chance Melissa R. Correct. You got all of them right. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) Finally. And at one point in the episode, she's just referred to as Melissa. And I'm like, oh, finally. That's what I want. So... So, should we dive straight in? Well, recap from last week. All I care about is they recorded that commercial for Secret Scent Expressions. <laughs> Still thinking about that. <laughs> Still thinking about the scent. What was it called? The clear, invisible, what was it? Clear invisible solids. solids. <laughs> Still thinking about those beautiful, invisible solids. <laughs> so actually, in this episode, we got a recap of last week, and then we get kind of a little mini rundown of the final three before we hit the credits we do and i only i have to admit when i was making notes on this i only really realized that was happening by the time it got to melissa so my (laughs) notes are sparse and suddenly very full yeah first first up was asia yeah so asia they're they're the main they give everyone just like their one plot point for the whole thing so for asia they talk about the fact that she has a daughter but what i liked is uh, mark mcgrath saying that asia had a hair flip-flopping hip-hopping style (laughs) (laughs) sure and you know the whole thing is they're like okay she struggled with her vocals but she's always good at dancing how's she gonna do that's what they give asia Next up, Chelsea. Truly, I didn't even want to word it like this because it's so harsh, but it truly, literally is. Chelsea used to be fat is her storyline and the fact that she can't dance. And then they kind of cap it off by saying, you know, great vocalist and her dancing has improved a lot. That's what they did for her. I wrote down the exact line that was said about her. She spent her childhood as an outsider filled with fat jokes. Yikes. That is bad. Also, I was never even aware that that was her backstory. I don't remember that. I mean, they do talk about it, but it's not, it, it was, it's really like a footnote. <laughs> oh my God. And then finally we have Melissa R, the naive teen with dynamic moves to match. <laughs> she left home to compete despite disapproving parents because her parents wanted her to go to medical school like Absolutely. them. Can she leave her sheltered past behind? No. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Let's get on with it. Competition really begins. 
Okay, so we just heard the credits. I have one more challenge for you. Oh, God. You are not allowed to name the other Melissa because it's too easy. Uh-huh. Can you name <laughs> one single other contestant of this show? One single person you saw in the credits? Absolutely, because when I was watching this episode tonight, I saw the names. And I was like, oh, forgot about them. Sicily, Anastasia. Oh. Can I get one more? <sighs> you, I mean, you've already exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I can't, can't remember. Uh, Mariella? Vaguely. <laughs> I think she, I think I really struggled with her. Yeah, and I knew you wouldn't have, you You didn't remember, you weren't there for Big Head Brittany, and I know that Jamie, you just called her the White Scarecrow, so I knew you wouldn't have remembered her name. Okay. <laughs> so, we are in the loft. Now, this is the first time I've noticed in the loft that in the kitchen area, they've got like pink furry, what I'm describing as cubby holes. Yes. Um, With disco balls hanging. Yes. Like, Okay. They're, yeah, they they made a feature of that in the first episode when they first move into the loft. They all kind of got in them and were like posing. I feel like they're very kind of early Christina Aguilera video, mm. like come on over video or kind of, I actually maybe think they might even be in I Don't Need a Man, maybe. Mm. Feels very that era music video to like, just we'll have a cubby. We'll have a fluffy cubby for someone to sit in. <laughs> fluffy cubby. I like the idea that, that someone might be cooking in the kitchen and all the smells of the food mm. just absorb by that fur. Yeah, that cheap, because that's also from, was it Joanne, Joanne's Fabric? That's what I always like to mention, despite having never been there. It's just yeah. my favorite name of that haberdashery in LA. It's Joanne's. Joanne's Fabric. Well, David's we... Bridal. There's just <laughs> these people's names. It makes me laugh. We had a very specific material shop in Glasgow, and I cannot remember the name of it, but, oh, as a child, just going in there and just stroking all <laughs> the beautiful synthetic materials. Oh, we do that in the the John Lewis haberdashery, or oh. as as we've discussed on our regular show, as it was called in Norwich where I grew up, Bonds, like James Bonds, or Jenny, <laughs> or Jenny Bond, <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> Jenny plural. Oh, lovely. So I, we notice in this scene that the, the gals are, as you said, hanging around in the kitchen, and Asia can't load the dishwasher. She's trying to close the dishwasher drawer and she's saying, how do you do this? And you can clearly see there's like a cup in the way. And I, I get it. Look, she's young, but there's also a certain element of uh, just common, simple, like common sense just to see that something's in the way of something closing. But hey, I know, I know, but also she might not have a dishwasher at home. She might have never grown up with a dishwasher. Did you have a dishwasher growing up? No. There you go. But I would have understood if something was in the way of it closing. I know, but people are very particular <laughs> about how they stack dishwashers anyway. Do you know what? Props. That final bit of pink card, they've got it. I see a play me sign. Well, yeah. And just a little bit to sow some seeds of things coming later on. Oh, yeah. Melissa R. at this point, despite being best friends with Melissa S. throughout the whole of the show so far, starts saying... Oh, I'm really glad that she went home. She was really getting on my nerves. She was really annoying me. And Asia's like, yeah, just a little sowing a few little seeds for later. Mm. Let's get to that play me sign. Got the play me sign. And there are the dolls. And they're in what I would describe as evening wear. There's a lot of red, blacks and whites. And one of them is a leopard print dress. One of them went rogue. But kind of like Jerry when they announced the Return of the Spice Girls tour in 2007 and they all dressed in black and Jerry dressed like a milkmaid. Yes. <laughs> yeah, one of them went rogue. So I wrote down this entire this entire kind of, I would say monologue, but I think maybe two of them do it. So it's a duologue of, of what happens. It's really quite something. All right, dolls, this is it. In just a few short days, one of you will become a hot pussycat doll, just like us. But now it's time to separate the girls from the pussycat dolls. Mama, this is for you. One, two, three, PCD. Now, that was a lot of words. 
None of it really said anything. Yeah, but much like the the RuPaul's Rumail or whatever it's called, none of it like <laughs> or or any of the judging critiques in this show, just words just wash over you. <laughs> Nothing really happens. I'm upset that we didn't know about one, two, three PCD until episode eight of this show because i think we would have done it at the beginning of every single episode well once again i think that's something that someone came up with very late in the game should have been episode one should have been the pussy mail the pussy post and one two three pcd i know these damn fools i know anyway so they obviously have to head to the dance studio where robin is looking great again in a pair of pedal pushers and heels Pedal pushers. Definitely what they are, but she's, I don't know what she's doing, but she's pulling them off. Now there's some teasing music in the background here. I don't know if you, you heard that. <laughs> it was hard to miss the uh, the karaoke backing track. That's just going on in the background. And Robin announces to the gals that they're going to be performing Lady Marmalade as a group. And you know why? Ron Fair produced it so they could get clearance for it. That's why. Yeah, and I like that that Robin said, you're going to be performing Lady Marmalade by Moulin Rouge. And I was like, oh, is that what we called the collective back in the day? Was it literally called Moulin Rouge and, you know, maybe Lady Marmalade if you're American or Marmalade if you're from the UK? Wait, let me just, I'm on Spotify, Lady Marmalade from Moulin Rouge. It said Lady Marmalade from from Moulin Rouge and then it lists Christina Lilkin, my pick. I just liked it. It was like, it was like she was calling them Moulin Rouge, which made me laugh. Imagine being a group called Moulin Rouge. It's pretty good. <laughs> and just at this point, I want to do a really quick shout out to obviously the original, because uh, that song is great, but also the 1998 All Saints version. Remember that? Yes. It's got a really, it's got a really like dumb rap segment in it. Da, 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 da. Yes, my pussy cat is so great. Run, run, that's right. In the bathroom fight. Yeah, exactly. And it has like an electronic bit. So like, instead of it's like, do you remember it's that bit that goes, where you think you're sleeping tonight? It does like an electronic breakdown. I listen. The only reason I know this so clearly is it came on my shuffle the other day. And I was like, huh, let's give this a listen. And I was like, this song's really fun. So wait, when did that come out? 98. Oh, so that's before... The group known as Moulin Rouge. Before the Moulin Rouge <laughs> came out, yeah. Wait, so where's this song from originally? It's oh, a, it's like a really it's old... It's Patti LaBelle. Oh, that's what it is. Little did you know, listeners, we paused to listen to the 98 version of Lady Marmalade, as we would call it in the UK. Mm-hmm. Very good. Everyone, take a listen. So that's going to be the group number, as you said, produced by Ron Fair. So Asia's already like, <laughs> but we're also going to be doing some solo numbers. <gasps> ben, would you like to read them out and I'll do a vocal representation of each song? First up, Asia is going to sing, well, no, back up. It's all PCD songs. Now just you wait for that. Asia, she's going to be singing, I don't need a man. I need a man to make it happen. I get up with me. Scabba-dabba-dooba-dabba-boo-boo. Melissa, no surname, she's going to be singing, stick with you. As uh, Robin described it, I would say stick with Which you. you. Nobody's going to make me feel this way. I'm going to stick with you. 
and I better be baby do. And finally, Chelsea, she's going to be singing Feeling Good. Ugh, yeah. This is one of those ones along like along with Sway that I think has been buried. They definitely did a cover of this song on but- the first album when they were still trying to give a few nods to the you know the lounge past so i'm not even gonna sing this one i don't want to i don't want to give any air to feeling good that song's very annoying and then robin says the winner will perform with the dolls live on stage huh i thought like don't they also join the group is like the prize being uh watered down we'll get to that i've got some follow-up reports when we're finished with this episode okay let's get to music rehearsal so asia the others are saying that asia sounds like she has a strained voice Meanwhile, Asia's, I think she's just rehearsing. Yeah. It's, and epi- think, it's episode eight and she's rehearsing. Yeah. And it's like, I think, and, and aren't they, they're literally getting her, or is that something they're doing Lady Marmalade, right? So it's kind of like, I mean, it's hard not to stray your voice when you're doing that song. <laughs> no, I think this is when she's doing her solo. Oh, she's doing I Don't Need a Man. Well, yeah. that's also, that's also going to stray your voice. Yeah. A fun fact, I bought the, uh, the CD single for I Don't Need a Man from the Woolworths right beside... Archway Tube Station. Oh wow! Yeah, I love. I don't need a man. It's a. It's a great song. It is. If that came on at a club night, yeah, I'd be very happy. <laughs> she is saying that she's doing everything for her daughter, um, and it's actually a very lovely moment there. Yeah, that's it. And then I wrote, I love stick with you. Uh, and at this point, that's Melissa's rehearsing, and she says she really wants to outshine Asia. And then they kind of have a little cut of Chelsea singing her song, and she's like, huh. I forgot about Chelsea. She's a she's a really good singer. Damn it. Also, Chelsea's bangs in this episode are immaculate. Well, you know why that is? Because Melissa's gone. I know. Other <laughs> Melissa's gone. So they've 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 reclaimed their sheen. Yeah. Really like thick, solid, and set in place. Mm. <laughs> Wonder if Secret Scent Expressions ever had a sort of a bang range, you know, like mm. a, a spin-off, like, you know, just to get glossy bangs. Oh, probably. Oh my God, that's such a specific product, a product just for bangs. <laughs> that's so, yeah, but it exists. Oh, we- and here there's this weird moment where Melissa and Chelsea are mocking Asia for the way she talks. Yeah, this, this is a little, oh, this is a little coded and, and not great at this moment. It's, it's, uh, it's, this feels racially bad. <laughs> and I also think and that it just, it feels bad just in general, like just laughing about the bad. way someone speaks. I just wrote, I don't like this. It also feels that Asia might be dyslexic. Maybe. Because, because of the way she's spinning her words and the others are just mocking her in a way. Yeah. Dark moment. Yeah. One uh, of, of a few dark moments in this episode, <laughs> surprisingly, um, lots of light moments and some real heavy ones in this episode. The most heavy moments of the entire show we've ever seen, which is weird. But you know what? They've been busy working this whole time. They deserve they deserve a treat, don't they? <laughs> so should we just talk about our vision of Robin and Mikey setting this up? Because I like to think that props didn't have anything involved in this. I like to think Mikey and Robin got their heads together and Robin was like, Mikey, the girls have been working hard. Let's throw them a little dinner at the loft. And Mikey's like, let's decorate it, girl. And then Robin's like, oh, we've only got 15 minutes to buy the supplies what do we do? Mm. So let's talk through how they decorated this elegant dinner at the patio. Well, so they went from that loft to that really sketchy Home Depot on Sunset, you know, mm-hmm. that really scary one. Yeah. And they got some of that like bamboo fencing that you just unravel yep. and you stick to the wall. They also got a red tablecloth from CVS. Yes. Red candles in the background. And then 
I don't know if Robin had done the cooking, but she'd done the cooking at home, prepped it, and then brought it in a big metal pot, and then she just whacked it down on the table. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I got very fixated on... You mentioned red candles. I wrote thick, thick red candles. <laughs> yes. Really, really hefty. Or would you call them like a church candle? Yeah, it was basically like a church candle, but in blood red. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a satanic church candle is what it felt like. Very, very homey feel. Yeah. Really felt like maybe a party I'd thrown together at university is what it felt like to me. Really fancy university dinner. Also, shout out to Robin, a gal, true to my own heart. She's got a cushion on her seat to support her back, much (laughs) like I do right now. (laughs) Also, drinks-wise, I noticed that Robin, she's drinking red wine, but out of like a giant water glass. Oh, I thought she was drinking a huge Diet Coke. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Because yeah, you know right. what Robin's like. She's got to keep it moving. She's got to keep it working. You're yeah. a doll. You're a doll. You can't stop. Diet Coke. Energy. Oh my God. Bam. How back in the day you can imagine the dolls doing a Diet Coke oh, thing. Of course. Collect Ooh. all the cans. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> can't wait to get that. Carbide. <laughs> diet Carbide. <laughs> Carbide Diet Coke. <laughs> so this, this whole dinner is just such a ruse to cause bullshit. And boy, do they cause it. So basically... Robin tries to start talking like, oh, this is going to be a lovely moment for us all to like reflect on what we've done. But she basically says, we're right at the end of the competition. I think now's the time just to get stuff off your chest. And it's like, oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. So this is where things go seriously awry. Basically, Melissa tries to say like, hey, Asia, I know we've had our differences, but I'm really happy to be here with you. And like, she does very nice, just generic and, comment. And I just want to say thank you. And then Asia's, Asia, Asia says... Yeah, I don't think you treated Melissa S, right? And and Melissa R is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Not in front of Robin and Mikey. <laughs> yeah, then she basically says, I think you're phony. Um, you know, you didn't, you, you, you said you loved Melissa S and now you're being mean about her, yada, yada, yada. This is really tough. And yeah. I basically said in my notes, at this point, they cut to Melissa being interviewed and she's in front of a row of chairs that appear to be screwdriver to the wall, like dance chairs, like a kind of, yes. like a uh, Sally Bowles and cabaret chair, along with a Sally Bowles bowler hat. Yes. Almost affixed to the top of each chair, but it looked like wall art. Where, where was this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm very confused by that, that set piece. I was like, oh. Also, that set piece, like, uh, the time and effort's gone into that. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it not being used multiple times? I feel like maybe there was a challenge we missed where they had to use those chairs on the wall and it didn't quite work safety-wise and we just never saw it in the show. <laughs> wall, wallography. <laughs> so, yeah, this little scene, I mean, it ends in that classic way of both Mikey and Robin saying to the girls, you know, it's your last night in the loft. Enjoy it. You know, enjoy it. Try to get some rest. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. This is where the show takes a shift into something we haven't seen all season. What? Night cab? Night vision cab. <laughs> <laughs> the time is 3.20 a.m. So, yes, Asia and Melissa are arguing from their beds. I I just wrote down some key phrases here, really. Yeah. Um, Melissa says, shut the fuck up. There's a lot of them saying, don't judge me. Oh, there's a horrible moment where Melissa says to Asia, you have a kid at home, go be with her. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. And then Asia, good for her, straight away is like, I'm glad I've got a kid. Yeah. And she basically says, you're lucky 
Essentially, she says, you're lucky we're on TV right now, otherwise I would be beating you up, is what she, she says. She does say and that. She's right. And then Melissa says, you want to smack me? I'll call the cops. Yeah. I'll call the cops. And then Asia's like, well, go ahead, call the cops. It's like, oh, God, this is horrible. Yeah. At this point, old Bangs wakes up and she's trying to help and she's not helping at all. Mm-hmm. And then I just did, there was another timestamp. 425 is when they both just started calling each other a bitch. <laughs> but I like that we got a timestamp for it. So 3.20, this started. And then an hour and five minutes later, they're both just going, you're a bitch. No, you're a bitch. No, you're a bitch. No, you're a bitch. And I just wanted to note that at one point they cut to Asia and she's talking in front of the flimsiest, gauziest piece of purple fabric in her interview. I think she's standing up in it as well. So it's not the backwards chair, suspicious minds one or whatever that film's called. Criminal minds. What is it called again? Dangerous minds. I just did it wrong again. (laughs) Suspicious minds, Elvis, dangerous minds film. Okay. Okay. I just, I always think a backwards chair is the diner in Home and Away. They always just sit like that. And I thought it was so cool when I was a kid. Yeah, go go do your interview in front of the, the Sally Bowl chairs like, <laughs> that have been nailed into the wall. What a night. So, did you notice the Star Wars level George Lucas <laughs> <laughs> movie magic moment that transition that took us from day to night no that took us from night to day no what happened there was an external shot of the loft at night and then a la city bus drove in front (laughs) of the camera and it was a transition wipe to a shot of the loft in the daytime i was like what the fuck is happening in this episode beautiful what I, i was like that is some fucking early star wars you know side wipe action it was gorgeous so uh we get kind of Next day in the studio, you know, everyone's like doing a really lame version of Lady Marmalade by Mm -hmm. the supergroup Moulin Rouge. And Mikey just kind of says, what's going on? And they basically, I said, they argue again while Chelsea has a huge shit-eating grin on her face. Yeah. Now, Melissa is also holding a Red Bull as well. Yeah. And they all appear to... what do you call that when you take when you cover up the yeah. debranded? Debranded, <laughs> and they all seem to be wearing three-inch dance heels as well. Um, and then they've just edited Mikey's reactions, which are like, "Huh, what? What are you doing? Where's everybody? Oh, hey, 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 hey." And then Mikey just says, "I don't do cat fights. I do choreography." Of course, at this point in the competition, they hate each other. <laughs> sure, so it's they- a good, good catchphrase though. So they then dance and sing and do their thing. And then Mikey, Mikey's actually very reasonable here. He's like, yeah, I just had a minute to think about what just went on. And he, he I can't, what does he say? He basically just says like, get it together. Yeah. Like, this is the end. It doesn't matter. Stop. Exactly. <laughs> he's saying it. So he basically says it's affecting the way you're performing because you're arguing with each other. And then they have an incredibly awkward, stiff, one-armed hug to say sorry. And Asia basically goes, I'm sorry, but I'm not actually that sorry, but I'm kind of sorry, but let's just move on because we need to for the show. Is essentially what she says, which I loved. And then Asia says, even though I don't like her, I have to dance beside her like she's my best buddy. Okay. Good training. Good training. Now, this scene here, we get, basically, they they start running through the solos and Robin walks in. I'm just going to tell you, you know this very well about me. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. At school especially, my worst nightmare was being in trouble like a teacher being angry at me or like a teacher shouting at everyone. It's like the biggest anxiety, like trigger point for me. I get like my stomach, I get like a watery stomach feeling like I'm going to shit myself. I want to like just vanish into air. 
as soon as Robin walked into the rehearsal studio, I started getting that feeling again. I was like, oh God. <gasps> no. I was, like, I was like, oh no. I was like, oh no, the teacher's really angry. I, I can't. Oh my God, we're going to get into trouble. We're going to get into trouble. And you know, that's basically what happens. Question for you. What was the worst time you got into trouble at school? Honestly, I think the, I actually can't remember because the level of my anxiety is so disproportionate to what happened. I think the worst thing that ever happened to me was like a teacher being like, oh, stop talking. And I like, in my head, that was cataclysmic, like the end of life. I never got into trouble at school. So the tiniest things I still kind of like think about. Yeah, I also hated getting into trouble. Yeah. Like it really, really scared me. Yeah, what it, what it, is that? It was, it was, it scared me more than anything. Like I was, then we had this French teacher and she used to like, what was her name? Madame. <laughs> her name was, couldn't have been more perfect for a scary teacher that looked like a witch. Okay. Sowerby. S-O-W-E-R-B-Y. Miss, Mrs. Madame, Madame Sowerby. Madame Sowerby. That's good. She, she honestly looked like a witch and she would like scream in people's faces. Like I remember like spittle flying from her mouth as she was like screaming right directly oh. into like a student's face. She was really white and thin. I had a teacher who would throw um, a giant dictionary like down on the desk. (laughs) So we'd all be like pissing around and then she'd just grab it, throw it on the desk. She'd be like, fourth year! (gasps) Although, do you want to know the worst time I ever got into trouble? Go on. It's not at school and there's someone to blame. And that person is podcast nemesis, Michael. (laughs) We were in Berlin (laughs) and we went on public transport there. And I said... (laughs) Do you need to buy a ticket? How does this work? Do you... He's like, oh no, no, just get on, just get. No one buys tickets. No, I was like, no, but why don't we just? No, no, but no one buys one. No, no one buys one. Of course, onto the carriage comes like the ticket collector, and then <laughs> like freaks out at us, and it's in German, and it's terrifying, and I've no idea what's going on, and then we all have to pay like a fine or something. It was fine ultimately, but it was so scary because <laughs> I was just like. I would rather pay the money so I never have to go through that situation. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well, well, this is where we're at because Chelsea is holding a piece of paper with the lyrics to feeling good on it. And Robin says, you can't be reading that and rips it up and throws it in the air. And I was like, oh God, I can't take it. <laughs> oh, meanwhile, Melissa, as Melissa performs, Robin's just shaking her head, shaking her head. And she said, it sounds flat. And then, um, per Asia, <laughs> she says a technical malfunction. Yeah, there's a technical malfunction, much like you at the beginning of the podcast. Just a lot of like, what I would, what we would, uh, uh, I suppose, say, at drama school uh, at university when we were putting on Little Shop of Horrors. Um, quite often there was technical difficulties and there were noises like, <laughs> we called them the whales and the dolphins. There's a lot of, a lot of feedback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically she then sits them all down and this is where my watery stomach like truly went into effect. She just kind of stood over them and was just like, you guys are terrible. If I was, you know, making the group from what I've just saw, none of you would be in the Pussycat Dolls. You need to get it together. I'm so angry. I mean, but it's also like, sure. I know, but I, I maybe I was just at a low ebb when I watched that moment, but I was very, very scared of her. Also, by the way, just talking of feedback, we did have a couple of bits of feedback on Instagram as well. Oh. Uh, Me Against the Podcast said, not the baby voice and the bangs. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible last episode. And then Tone Ring, who's really been along for the ride, he says, five minutes into this episode, I also thought this was a bang-off episode. <laughs> I didn't even remember Melissa R, Melissa S, having bangs before this episode. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So then we get a lot, a gorgeous, uh, a gorgeous shot of them trying to kind of get it together, and it's all three of them in different places in the loft with like headphones in and you know iPod Nanos or whatever, or maybe it's like no, this is way before iPod Nanos. Wasn't it? This was like 
what was the colored one? Like the ones that were all different colors. That was the first one I had. Yeah. Whatever that iPod mini. Something like that. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Whatever the, like a pink, they've all got those kind of style ones, but the generic ones you'd get from like Target, Mm -hmm. like MP3 player. And Chelsea's out on the the patio, which I think still is decorated from the dinner. The pot's still there, probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, Asia's on the bed, and Melissa's like down by a mirror, just being like, "Stick with you." No one appreciate me, baby. <laughs> Whatever it is. Okay, by the way, Melissa, she's giving me facially, visually, she's a bit Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, she's uh, she's Nicole Scherzinger and Vanessa Hudgens, remember? Oh, is that what we said? Because yeah, Nicole later, Hudgens. Because later in the episode, <laughs> I was like, she also looks like Nicole. Yeah. So, okay, Vanessa great. Vanessa Scherzinger. Great. <laughs> also, at this point as well, I noticed that she's wearing a glittery knitted poly blend. You know, one of those kind of really scratchy, glittery things. We get some, this is them, final shots of them leaving the loft for the last time. And I really, uh, there's not much to say about this, apart from the fact that they showed Asia making her bed and that made me feel really proud of her. I was like, good on you. What a polite young lady. But also, there's suddenly a graffiti wall that they all sign. Where's this been all season? Yeah, I think maybe that was episode one. Maybe. Right. But we've got a real moment of them signing it for the last time. I know. And also, you know, six hours later, that's going to just get painted over. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, this this loft is done. I think yeah. Mikey is literally waiting outside to move in. <laughs> Mikey's Mikey's with the locksmith waiting to, <laughs> to get the, the locks changed. Speaking of, he didn't he didn't pick up on our messages online. I know. Yeah. That's fine. Well, should we get to performance day? They're rehearsing backstage. <laughs> now at this point there's a fake tannoy announcement <laughs> where someone just says, I need all three pussy kittens. To the stage right now. Five minutes until Lady Marmalade. Pussy kittens. So yeah, I, I was confused about that because I replayed it a few times and I thought they said, I thought he said pussy kits. Like he was kind of saying pussy cats, but with like an act, like he's like pussy kits. I couldn't, I honestly couldn't, I couldn't make it out. I played it twice. I'm pretty sure pussy kittens. Once again, you know, because they're not a full going uh, yeah. pussy cat. Yeah. Once <laughs> again, a format <laughs> phrase that could have been used earlier. <laughs> Um, yeah, then we get a, just just before we head out to the stage, we get a lovely close-up of someone's hand, their fingers drumming against the wall in a uh, really cheap pink rhinestone glove. Yeah. <laughs> which I loved. Well, we'll get to their looks. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, we're going to we're gonna see our host, Mark McGrath, and I said he's swimming in an early 2000s suit, <laughs> drowning in it almost. <laughs> um, and for this special occasion, they've uh, put the stage on scaffolding risers. Yeah. Which is great because the camera angle is still the same. So essentially, you're constantly just looking underneath some scaffolding. Um, well, he said they were in a new location, didn't he? Oh, did he? He said it's. He said we're in a new location with a bigger audience. But like, you're 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 still right. All they did was add a one little scaffolding riser to it. Yeah, it felt more like an empty studio than ever yeah. in this situation. <laughs> Those iridescent, the iridescent dolls logo behind. That oh was a God. new new feature. And it's that iridescent. I mean, iridescent is very generous. <laughs> it's not like gorgeous smooth iridescent it's like iridescent like the pack of stick collectible stickers you I get know, as a kid i know exactly and you get the shiny one <laughs> yes it's that one it's more like rainbow reflective than iridescent iridescent's too like subtle and beautiful yeah you're, i know what you're saying it's full on like oh god it's really hard to describe that rainbow it's like glitter it's like glitter meets iridescent but not glittery iridescent <laughs> no. okay so wait what, what stickers <laughs> what stickers did you collect as a kid oh i liked uh oh Oh, I, I had really gay stickers. I think I collected horse ones and unicorn ones. But you know the ones that, you, like, tops? Were they called top stickers? Excuse me? 
no, but you're T-O-P-P-S. And I don't know, they would always do football ones and stuff like that. But if like a new Batman movie came out and they came in those packets you oh, get from the I, see, I thought you were talking about like the ones that you'd get from like the library that were like little stickers. Oh, but, no. Oh, you, those ones you're talking Oh, like, yes. a, like a sticker collection. Oh, yeah, no, I think I had a Jurassic Park one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm Yeah, I'm nearly 99.9% sure I had a Jurassic Park sticker book. Oh, my God. Do you remember the, getting them and the smell of them and then opening yeah. the packet? Did you collect the Spice Girls photo card things? I think so. They were really good. I also collected Tazos. Oh, me too. <laughs> Pog? Pogs, yeah. yeah. What right. a life. What a life, what a time. Okay, while we're just talking about it, I just want to also talk about the other thing. Do you remember that, for that period of time? I think it's when we were at school. <laughs> in Walker's Crisps, they would have those little blue packets that had prizes in them. And do you remember it was like a free packet of Walker's or it was like a thing that said like, you've won 50 pounds. And I feel like everyone kind of had them at the same time. And it was really exciting. Yeah, that was exciting. But then do you remember, I'm now getting too deep into this, but I always used to get annoyed because do you remember Salt and Shake? Shake crisp? That's right. <laughs> my mind was going with those little blue yeah, packets. Yeah, and then I was like, I would always have Salt and Shake for some reason. And then I'd get annoyed because I everyone else was taking out those blue packets and saying, I've won like five pounds. I was like, oh, mine's just filled with salt. <laughs> salt and Shake. Salt what a weird shake. concept. For any American listeners, they were a bag of potato chips with a little sachet of salt inside and you would just open it up and salt your own chips. And then you'd shake, it, shake the bag and shake the bag. But you would never do it properly. So one, one, oh, ch- one crisp is always just like... <laughs> yeah, your whole mouth would like salty. go in on itself. You're like... But that is but that is such a fun, genius idea. Yeah. Like whoever came up with that. Yeah. Oh, well Shout done. out to Salt and Shake. <laughs> so... Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> The usual we've got the usual trio of Robin, Ron Fair, and Little Kim, the judging panel. Can we talk about the outfits of the Pussy Kittens, please? Mm. So I've described them as spangly black zip-up corsets with pink graffiti details and pink ribbons. And then as you mentioned earlier, pink gloves with diamante cuffs. Awful. <laughs> Possibly the worst they've ever looked, actually. Pink, but... and, pink and black is such a There's nothing cheaper. Uh... <laughs> There's no way to make that look expensive. Oh. <laughs> so, where's all my soul sisters? <laughs> well, they perform Lady Marmalade, the three of them on that very high stage with the cameras struggling to work at what <laughs> angle they're going for. Now, initially, the lighting's pretty tough because mm. they're just in shadows. And yet the audience appear to be incredibly well lit. Oh, so well lit that there's one audience <laughs> member that is featured 50 times. Oh my God, it's the guy the guy in the hat with the glasses <laughs> and the hoodie? The blue hoodie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very prominently placed to the point where I was like, what is happening here? Is this like an Easter egg we should know about? Is it like Ron Fair Jr.? That's what I thought. I thought it just was Ron Fair and he like slipped into the crowd. So just describe his look. That audience member is wearing a white beanie, black shades, and a, like a baby blue hood, like a baby blue tracksuit. Yes, but everything, everything you just described is not a cool version of it. <laughs> no. It was, I guess it was in 2008, but not right now. Yeah. So there's not too much to really say about this. I just said, Melissa R literally looks like Nicole in this completely. outfit. Completely. Like, they've styled her completely the same as Nicole. And it's pretty obvious that Chelsea was going to do Xtina's bit, obviously. Yeah. Choreo is very paint by numbers. I'm going to do some mm. classic Lady Marmalade choreo right now. I want you to describe it to the listeners. <laughs> it's a it's a real uh, kind of cabaret twisted hand click is how yeah, I describe that. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's it's clicking your fingers, but using it, doing a whole 360 motion beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was very standard. It felt like they just copied the video and the vocals, and that was it was fine. I thought Asia actually hit some of the big notes much better than I was expecting her to. She was a little sheepy in her other notes, like at the beginning. I met Marmalade down my own Moulin Rouge. <laughs> she was giving her sheepy goat performance, but I thought she hit the big notes quite well. Um, but I just wish it had ended with little Kim getting up at the end and doing the rap. I wrote, wish Kim had properly joined in. Yeah. I mean, you know they'd been pitched to her. And then... And she uh, said, fuck no. And then, so so then instead, uh, Robin just says to the judging man, oh, why don't you, you know, do your little bit? And she gets up and does like a wiggle. I also want to give a shout out to the, the end of the song where the girl, the pussy kittens, as they're now known, they go, yes, <laughs> Lovely. Horrible. <laughs> Should we just get into the the solos? Yeah. I just want to note, there's a really great shot before they go into the solos of uh, close up on Ron Fair's dressing room and his sign on his dressing room door. Zoom out and Asia's just staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> Standing still in the corridor, just staring at Ron Fair's door like she's going to go in and murder him. It really made me laugh. <laughs> and then I just wrote, then there was like an audience shot just before the solo started. And I just wrote, this audience, rag tag. This was some shipped off of Hollywood Boulevard fucking... 50 people, the raggiest, taggiest crew. No one was dressed up. It, they clearly should have been given a brief, like, you're on a night out. Yeah. I mean, it was 2008, but I was seeing, you know, vest tops. I was seeing, it was bad. It, it was not glamorous. Do you know, fun fact, in Glasgow, a friend of a friend ran um, an audience, a TV audience company called Bums on Seats. It's a great, really good. Great name. And they used to, quite literally, go around in a van and just take people off the street be like do you want to come see a show right get in drive <laughs> in around van? glasgow yeah they just have like a minivan and then they would drive to the studio well that feels really like abductee <laughs> really strange i know glasgow so chelsea singing feeling good she's wearing a white flapper dress yeah and um, she's got hair hair to match well, I, I got really excited because she's wearing fringe, which is the UK word for bangs. Oh, she's doing she's it. She's doing head to toe fringe bangs. The fringe and the bangs, like it was all very straight. Yeah, with a wind machine as well. I yeah. think she, she got a wind machine, which was nice. She Now she's wearing black boots and unfortunately the whole stage is kind of black. So it, the, <laughs> the boots are lost. So she's kind of just like floating around with like peg legs. <laughs> well, it's kind of a good thing because they're like they like doing in this show. Let's give them a boot that really cuts them off and makes them look the stumpiest dumpest they possibly possibly could. Do you ever, did you ever watch MTV's The City? Yes, because of course. Do you not think she looks exactly like Erin from she season looks one? Exactly like Erin from The City. You're so right. Yeah, hit the nail on the Long head. Long lost character. Also, fun fact: The City, who sang the theme song, the Pussycat Goddamn Dolls, all comes together. Wait, <laughs> what was that song? I got the bright lights, bang a bed, damn it, down the top of the world, around the top of the world. Hey! So she sings this whole song through her teeth. She's like. I'm not feeling good, but I hate feeling good because it reminds me of uh, X Factor. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm going to sing it with Michael Bublé. Oh, I'm going to sing it in Big Band Week. I hate feeling bam, good. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. It's really annoying. I'm going to really Louis Walsh you here, though. She did make it her own. Towards the end, she was just doing her own thing and it sounded great. Well, I will say the song ended and then went on for about 20 minutes yeah. she's like and i'm feeling 
Good. Good with a G double O D, which is spelling good, not just very good, but good, 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 good. Good. Yes. <laughs> she was great. And they used loads of fake reaction shots of Ron reacting positively during her singing. Did you notice that? Oh, really? There's just loads of shots of Ron going, oh, ooh. I was like, this isn't true. Yeah, I thought it was a great performance. Wait, do, we were talking about this the other week. Whoa, were the vocals tweaked? I think so. Yeah, it sounded a bit too good. A little smoothed it? out in certain sections that I wasn't really believing mm-hmm. it. Next up, Asia with... I was worried about her up on that stage. Yeah, me too. I thought she was going to fall. I, I just was... I felt like this was a little unfair on her because I think... I think Feeling Good feels like a solo song. I think Stick With You is an argument that it feels like a solo song. To me, I don't need a man. It feels like a group number. Yeah. It feels like you need a lot of like lights, camera and business. And I felt like she was just alone. And she did, I think she gave like a valiant effort. She was like hyping up the crowd when she first came out, like a really, really like confident start. But I thought, "Mm." so my notes are quite like a, I'm just going to read you through the journey of my notes of her performance. Okay. Asia, uh uh-oh, gets the crowd going. This is a wild performance. I feel like I sound like this singing this song. Her vocal is so loud compared to the track. That was rough, in capital letters. That was my journey with it. Well, I appreciated that she finally used the steps. Like like a (laughs) cha, 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 like down the steps. And then it just made me think, how much fun would we have had on this stage? Oh my God. In rehearsals. (laughs) Too much fun. How many times would would we got them to have queued up the backing track to (laughs) I Don't Need a Man? man. And just like stomped from the two different sides, (laughs) met in the middle and come down those stairs together. (laughs) <laughs> oh what could have been <laughs> so also there's a moment where Ron, Ron reacts to her singing and is sort of like huh yeah again I, I just didn't believe one single Ron reaction yeah Ron's um, reaction sounds like it would have been in like the you know like the Strictly spin-off show if there was a single <laughs> spin-off show they would have done Ron's reactions yeah. and it's like get Ron over to talk to the host and it would be him going like ooh <laughs> Yeah, you'd be like, they would they would ask him questions and put in like a funny reaction. Yeah, completely. <laughs> so Asia's outfit, a black fringed outfit with bows in the straps. I just want to say, black outfits keep getting lost. Should have been gold like yeah. Robin or Lil' Kim, or it could have been silver or pink. Completely. Black gets lost. Yeah. Right. Shall I stick with you? Of course. Melissa. She starts off by sitting on the steps. Lovely bit of sit-down choreo. Oh, those steps are either for strutting or sitting or falling. But I felt she had a lovely, a lovely one leg tucked up and one leg fully long and extended out. It was great sitting down choreo. Yeah. Felt really classy. And also wardrobe took my note by this point because she's wearing gold. Yeah. Shows up. I don't know about you, but I felt like, despite knowing the results of this show, I felt like, I was like, she looks like a winner. I just thought she was, well, I wrote, she's the Diet Coke version of Nicole. Yeah. She, she looked too like Nicole. Yeah. And she actually, for the first time I'd noticed, sounded like her in this as well. And I think that's what Ron kind of said afterwards. He's like, oh, you did a very like faithful rendition of Nicole's vocal. Yeah. He said that the good thing is, like, the good and bad thing is you, you have a really good ear, which is good because you can mimic, but also bad because you sound like Nicole. Yeah. Um, the audience are really feeling it. Like the audience are like a yeah, date night. Very like thoughtful, like <laughs> yeah. head bobbing. Mm. Yeah, put my arm around my girl. I will stick with you. Yeah, forever. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with you. So, 
The gals go backstage into that dressing room. Dressing room that's got one of those tiny, like, boxy TVs mm. on a, you know, like, up in the corner yeah. of the ceiling. And clearly been turned off. No monitors, because each one of them says, how'd you do? Did you get good comments? There's a lot of that going on when they're, when they're talking oh. to each other. Yeah, and then, and then we're all kind of lying. No, everyone, they all said it was great. I'm great. I'm going to win. We'll kind of say that to each other, which made me laugh. So the judges deliberate. I mean, the judges' deliberation is all just BS. Oh, yeah. I didn't even write it. Okay, I, I fine, wrote not great. a note of it down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was one really creepy part where Ron speaking Melissa saying that she's got the beauty, the sexuality, the youth, the vitality, the singing and dancing ability. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that. That was a bad Ron reaction for me. Yeah. So should we get to the big reveal? <laughs> the winner. <laughs> now, at this point... Robin's mic seems to suddenly get very loud and echoey. And she, she shouts this. <clears throat> this is an absolute dream come true and also one of the hardest moments of my entire life. <laughs> so maybe they are in a bigger, bigger studio <laughs> today. Happened? Yeah, so she announces basically Chelsea is not going to be the next doll. So Chelsea kind of just goes, yeah. <laughs> She's like, of course, of course I'm not. And steps aside, which is, which is nice. And then we get the final moment. And I have to say to you, I knew Asia won, but I was convinced that Melissa won. And I was like, maybe I just remembered the whole thing wrong. Yeah. I don't think I even watched this show when I knew that Asia won. So, <laughs> and indeed, congratulations, Asia. She wins. She's the next Pussycat doll. Uh, and this is celebrated by Mark saying, give me that boa. And I was like, oh, but I thought the boa means you're in the Pussycat dolls. And he's like, you don't need this anymore. You need this. And hands her a mic. And then the funniest part is that she doesn't need the mic. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> because, the performance. Because there's not one single note from her. <laughs> I would not even. Oh, that's great. There's so many inconsistencies to this, this plot point. Like, why weren't all the dolls wearing boas for the performance? I know that because they don't want to. But that would have made the most sense if they were all in pink feather boas. Yeah. They could have all just thrown them off in the first, like, bit. Oh my God, you're so right. It doesn't make any sense. It's like everyone else hangs up their bowers. You wear it to be in the group. Okay. So immediately she goes into a performance of Don't Show with the Pussycat Dolls, who are finally outside of that hotel conference room. They've been doing the, I don't know, the pussy mail or whatever we called it. (laughs) They're performing Don't Show. It starts off (laughs) with Nicole saying, Very funny moment. Asia, are you ready, baby girl? And Asia goes, Yeah! (laughs) No, before that was even better. Uh, before they start performing, uh, Nicole's just like, Asia, how you feeling, baby? Well done. And Asia like goes to answer, but she doesn't use the mic. And Nicole goes, into the mic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Goo. I was like, she's already fucked up. I was like, Nicole's furious. She doesn't know how to use a mic. She's done. How, but yeah. How weird would it be being in Pussycat Dolls and suddenly you're just given a new member yeah, that who's 18 years old oh my god and that's what i what's what i noted i was like oh she looks really young next to them yeah it's a really weird moment but a shout out to tom tom leonard a listener who's pointed out that they actually would be better off with that level of members to make the pictures look more even mm-hmm. and there was definitely some much better staging with eight of them seven okay. of them who knows? I can never remember how many Pussycat Dolls there are. Love the fact that they did the remix of Don't Show. Yep, absolutely. Hot, 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 hot. Yeah, so good. So that was Search for the Next Doll. I had a little follow-up for you. Okay, cool. I just wanted to read a little kind of recap of what happened after the show. 
Yeah, because I genuinely have no clue what happens. Okay. So Asia was a member of the Pussycat Dolls for a brief period of time. She was set to officially join the Dolls in 2007 after the group would finish their world tour and touring with Christina Aguilera. In July 2007, the Chicago Sun-Times, hey, Chicago Sun-Times, give us a quote, (laughs) reported that Asia, who was never contractually obligated to join the Pussycat Dolls, had decided to embark on a solo career. According to Dawn Ostroff, head of the CW network, Asia was not fired from the group, but opted to go solo. Oh. Prior to the announcement, her position in the group had been questioned for months since she had never performed with the group, except for in the finale of the show, and been absent from the group's high-profile performances, most notably Live Earth 2007. <laughs> <laughs> An event I need to know more information about. I definitely watched it, but I, I want to remember it. Live Earth 2007, well, they definitely <laughs> solved climate change. Yeah, yeah, we're good, we're done. But isn't that interesting? So... So basically they're saying that she didn't... Um, yeah, she wasn't contractually obligated to join the Pussycuddles, so she just decided not to. Well, she probably thought to herself, after, like, running the numbers, I can have a solo career. Yeah, I and, think so. And rather than, like, getting paid a dancer's fee every time I dance third left behind Nicole. Yeah. You know? But yeah, apparently what happened is she she stayed in the group until the actual show aired so she was technically a member for a few months but didn't perform with them and then quit when like the finale came out <laughs> so imagine that like the, the show came out and then she was like by the way i'm not in the pussycat i've just won but here's my solo career where is she now i don't know but doesn't it just make everything feel like a real big waste of time <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it just make recapping it for like eight hours just like really futile <laughs> Huh. Thanks, Asia. Huh. No, she gave us pl- we she gave us so many things to remember and talk about. So yeah. many traumas and childhood traumas we've worked through on this series. How how pissed off do you think Robin was when Asia left? I, I I'm getting that watery feeling in my stomach again. Like, <laughs> telling, like telling the teacher her her like composing that. I don't know facts. <laughs> well, no, I, I can imagine. Um, Asia's got the contract in front of her and then Asia's like, do you know what, Robin? Actually, I'm not going to sign. And then Robin snatches it and rips it up and throws it in her face and then trots in, in her pedal pushers just away. Yeah, and it was like a little mermaid contract. She was signing it with a fishbone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sing. Meh, meh, meh. Meh, meh, meh. So that was this show. I was about to say the name of it, but I don't still don't know what the name of this show is. I mean, it happened. So, you know, tune in for our next Your Welcome America Presents. Galicious! Busy no. <laughs> Dolls Presents Galicious! No! I need I, I just I'm know. absolutely joking. I think... I think that could be tackled in my own personal time. <laughs> You're just watching it. We will be doing some more You're Welcome America Presents, maybe some one-off specials um, mm. over the coming months. Maybe we could do like a fun one for like a Thanksgiving or a festive one. The, yeah. thing, the things I'm suggesting aren't actually very holiday related, but like a nice treat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But thank you so much for listening. As ever, do listen to our regular podcast, You're Welcome America. It is on every other week. And we're currently recapping the third season of Drag Race UK. You can find that by Googling in your pod shops, Drag Race Recap. That's it. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Asia. (laughs) For fuck's sake. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps>